Thank you for joining us. For prayer request, visit us at thecityoftruth-international.org. Are you ready to both hear and heal from heaven? This is the place for you. This is a place where we like church, but we really love the truth. Stay tuned. Be connected. I want you, if you will, be so kind to turn with me to uh, uh, Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. Matthew chapter 21. I'm going around my mic because I accidentally uh, put <laughs> John chapter 21. But Matthew chapter 21. And we're going to go down to verse number one. Now, I, I don't. I, I just want you to walk with me in this because what we're going to talk about today for just a few moments uh, with your prayers, but most importantly by God's presence, we're going to talk about, we're going to come from this thought today, how Jesus responds to praise, how the Messiah responds to worship, how Jesus responds to praise and how the Messiah responds to worship. I want you to see this. I want you to hear this uh, because I think this is going to bring some clarity and some calibration, recalibration as it relates in the kingdom and as it relates to the body of Christ and as it relates most of all to the church. So let's go down verse number 21. I'm going to render reading today from the New King James Version. From the New King James Version. And it reads on this wise. It says, Now, when they drew near to Jerusalem and came to Bethpage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them, and immediately he will send them. Now, before I get into even more of this, the reason why we have to see, according to Scripture, according to how Jesus responds to praise and how the Messiah responds to worship, is because there is a lot of misleading things that are circulating and populating pertaining to what praise will produce and what worship will produce. And we have this misconception um, that it is about material things. That if you praise him, God is going to give you that car. If you praise him, God is going to give you that house. If you praise him, God's going to give you that spouse. And so therefore, our reason and our motive for rendering worship, for rendering praise, is because we have connected. I'm sorry. They have connected. <laughs> I know I have to learn how to say we and learn how to say they. And this is a they moment because I don't do that. And I'm sure many of you don't do it as well. But there are many of you that are products of that which has been done. Uh, that they attach and attribute people engage in praise, engage in worship because they are looking for the hand of God to open up and release something to them instead of praising him and worshiping him because of his heart. 
And so now we have made it a we've made it a personal thing. We made it a, a, a issue of what can I get from God or what am I expecting naturally, uh, materially? What am I expecting carnally? What am I expecting God to give in exchange of me open up my mouth? Me in exchange of shouting in my pumps, shouting in my stilettos, shouting in my Stacy Adams. What is God going to give me in return? That if I shout, if I praise him in 48 hours, God is going to do something in my life. If I shout, if I praise, God is going to do something seven days from hence. What is my reason for entering into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise? How, how does God, how does Jesus really respond to what I do. Does it even matter what I do? do? Do I have to be a radical praiser? How does he respond to the things that I do that are supposed to be in spirit, oh God, and in truth? How does he respond? Look at the text. Let's continue reading on. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, a fowl of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. Now, one thing I like about Matthew's writing, if you will look, those of you Bible readers, Bible scholars, those of you alike, if you would read Matthew, Matthew really puts emphasis, hear this, about how what Jesus did and how Jesus did it was a fulfillment of prophecy. Whatever Jesus did, Whatever Jesus said, it was a fulfillment of that which was foretold before he got here. Jesus did not move out of the parameters. Come on. The word did not move. Hear this? The word did not move out of the parameters of the prophetic that had gone forth. In other words, if the, if Jesus, the word, he operated within the parameters, within the boundaries of the prophetic. And the prophetic prophesied within the parameters of the word. The word moved in the parameters of the prophetic and the prophetic moved in the parameters of the word so that Jesus was not beyond the prophecies pertaining to him and the prophecies did not go beyond the word and who he was. In other words, when there is prophecy, it must come within the parameters of the word and the word must be in agreement with prophecies. If there is a prophetic utterance, does that, does, does that agree with the word of God? And if the word of God is not mirroring or agreeing or affirming the prophecy, then you need to examine, is it really prophetic and is it really the word of God? Because they will agree and they will not butt heads. They will not disagree. They will not be contrary one to another because prophecy must flow from the word who is Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is in agreement with the prophecy pertaining to what's being spoken. They agree. Because why? Because they're one. Oh my God. If you don't get anything else today, quit following these prophecies and these prophets that are not agreeing with the word, that are not prophesying in parameters and in the legalities and of the, of the boundaries of the word of God. Saying things that are spooky, saying things that are suspicious, saying things that are witchy, saying things that are warlocky, saying things that, that appeal to the emotions eh, and to the flesh of the people of God. And so it was, again, this is what all this was done. Verse number four says, all this was done that it might be fulfilled 
which was spoken by the prophet. Now let's go down. I really want to get to this right here. It says now, verse number six, so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded. Verse number seven, they brought the donkey and the coat, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. Come here. And set him on there. Now, if you didn't underline that, if you haven't underlined that, if you've never highlighted that, if you've never seen that, I want you to see that today. And they set him on the donkey. They set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and spread them in the road. Now look at this. Look at this. We find in the multitude that there are two types of people, but there is only one that is doing something. Look at this. Some spread their clothes. Others cut down branches from trees. But look at this. But only one, hear this, was able to both carry transport and usher in the glory. My God, only one was able to usher, transport, and carry the king of glory. See, we always look at the people that threw their clothes on the road, yes? We always look at the people that cut down trees and cut down branches and laid them in the road. But what about the donkey? The donkey had the esteemed privilege. The donkey had the humbling privilege to carry the glory, yay, God, down the road. So that uh, so that others could see him for who he was. See, you gotta understand. I, I at first many years I celebrated. Yes, here's my palm branch. <laughs> I'm waving my palm branch. I'm waving it saying, Hosanna. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. So yeah, you always will have people that are going to be standing on the side uh, that are experiencing the glory. Many experience the glory, but everybody isn't able to carry the glory. I just gave you a word. If you don't hear anything else today, I, I moved. Come on, Holy Ghost, from standing on the wayside. I, I moved from 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 winging, from flinging and waving my palm branch. I moved from laying my clothes in the ground. See, it's a progression. Come on here. You have some that cut down something so that they can lay it in the ground. You had some that sacrificed, hear this, and took the clothes either off of their back or off of their own, out of their own inventory, out of their own closets to lay it on the ground for Jesus. So first you start off with palm branches. How are you willing to put forth what work are you willing to put forth to be able for Jesus to be able to walk on it? Second of all, how much are you willing to strip yourself naked and bare in order for Jesus to have a triumphal entry into Jerusalem? But number three, where very few want to go, you move from branches to clothes, but then after you get done dealing with clothes, then you make it up in your mind to say, I'm going to be the donkey. I'm going to be the fool. I'm going to be the one that wants to be, that wants to usher in, that brings in, that ushers in, that transports, that carries the glory. I don't want to just be a bystander. I don't want to just be one that recognizes the glory, but now I'm in a place in my life, that now I want to carry, yes God, the same thing I've seen, the same thing I've celebrated, the same thing I've shouted aloud.
God. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. But now I want to be a carrier of glory. I'm talking to some people out here that can testify that in a point in your life you celebrated many a time. You waved your palm branch. You stripped yourself naked before the glory. But now you're at a place of maturity. Now you're at a place in your walk with him. Now you're at a place in your crucifixion, in your death, in your union with Christ. And now you say, it's no longer me standing by the wayside and waving my palm branch. It's no longer about me being naked in front of the glory. But now, now I'm a carrier of the very thing I've seen, of the very thing I've stripped stripped away stuff from. Now I'm a carrier. I'm a transporter. I'm an usher of the glory of God. The donkey carried the glory. The donkey never said Hosanna. The donkey never said what the people said. But he had the esteemed privilege to carry the weight of his glory. My God today. How many in here say, you know what? For some reason, I've been feeling that apostle. For some reason, I haven't been. I, for some reason, I, I, it's not. I, I was wondering why I, I, the, the palm branches just weren't doing it for me. I was wondering, apostle, why for some reason uh, that, 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 that stripping off wasn't doing it for me no more. Because I didn't know how much more or what more I needed to strip off. Because I've come before Him naked, and now the shame. How much more do I have to strip off? This is your answer today. The reason why the palm trees wasn't doing it no more. The palms weren't doing it no more, rather. And the reason why the clothes were not satisfying any longer is because Jesus is now saying that you have waved your branches. You have stripped yourself. Now you prepared yourself for me to be seated on you. (laughs) To be seated in you. We read it right there in the text. They said that they set him on the donkey. And the donkey brought in the glory. The donkey ushered in the glory. The donkey came the glory. That's where I wanted my life. You can have all my clothes. I don't have anything. I don't have any reputation I'm trying to protect. I'm not trying to impress you. You can take all these rags. You can take all the palm trees. You can take the palms if you want to. Right now, I care less of how you see me. I may look like a donkey to you. I may look like a fool to you, and that's all right, because I want the glory. To carry in the glory, to usher in the glory, all oh, to transport the glory. I am a glory carrier. Somebody decree that. You could have said out of your mouth, she can have I am a glory carrier. I am a glory carrier. Hallelujah. No longer a spectator. I'm involved in this. Oh, yes, I'm involved in this. I'm not just a spectator. I'm involved in this. (laughs) My God. So the donkey was carrying the glory, the king of glory, if you will. And as he was carrying the glory, the people were saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes 
in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They recognized that he was coming. They recognized that he who was coming was not coming in his own, his own way. This was one of the only times, if not the only times, where Jesus allowed their, hear this, to be attention drawn to him. Every other time in the Gospels, if you read it, Jesus was more focused on bringing the attention to the Father. Yes, God. He brought attention to the Father. He he went on himself. He was pointing to the Father. But this is the time where the people are recognizing that this one in whom is coming in, the King of glory that's coming in, he is the sent one. He, blessed is he who comes in the name of of the Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. The donkey was coming in. It was, was ushering in the sent one, the Messiah, the Christos, the Christ, if you will. He was ushering in, bringing them in, and they recognized him and began to praise him. Say, Hosanna to the son of David. <laughs> Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. What, what does that word Hosanna mean? We say it we sing it, we sang it, but what does that word Hosanna, Hosanna mean? Hosanna means, the word Hosanna comes from a Hebrew word meaning save now. <laughs> or save us, we pray. It go by. See, a lot of people are singing and saying Hosanna. But you don't you, you you don't just want you don't want to just acknowledge that without understanding that he's going to do something about what you're saying. Yes, God. He's about to act on what you're singing. Mm. He's about to do something in what you're uttering out of your mouth. If you are singing Hosanna, blessed be the word, you are singing, declaring, decreeing, save now, oh God. Your song has now became your intercession. Save now, save us, we pray. Deliver us from us. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from that which is around us. Save now. So anytime you're declaring and decreeing out of your mouth, Hosanna, you're saying in the Hebrew tongue, save us now. Save us now, we pray. Save us, oh God. Save us from ourselves. The church needs to be crying out, Hosanna. Save us from our religious selves. Save us from our legalism. Save us from what we brought into your house. And we're going to see in the text that what they sang and what they said manifested right then and there. It manifested. What they sang and what they said manifested. That's how you know when you are in, when you are doing it with the right motive. And when it's coming out of the right spirit, when it's being done in spirit and in truth, there is a response. Look at the bottom of the screen. There's a response to how Jesus responds to praise. He responds to worship. The Messiah responds to worship. Jesus responds to praise. They said Hosanna, which means again, the word Hosanna comes from Hebrew word meaning save now. Or save us, we pray. And then they said, and when he had come into Jerusalem, verse number 10, and I'm almost done, all the city was moved saying, who is this? So the multitude says, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth, for prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. What happened? They said, Hosanna, which means save now. They said, Hosanna, save us, we pray. But then what happened? How did Jesus respond 
to the praise? How did the Messiah respond to the worship? How did he respond to what the people were saying and singing? Verse number 12 gives us the response. Verse number 12, the response of Jesus is found as thus. Verse 12 through 14 tells us that the response of Jesus to Christ was cleansing, preparing, declaring, and healing. My God, just from 12 to 14, and I'm done. The response of Jesus to Christ was cleansing, preparing, declaring, and healing. Look at verse number 12. After he received praise... After he received what the, the, the acknowledgement of he's the one that has come to and then declaring save us, save us now we pray. It says then Jesus went into the temple of God and drove out all those who brought who bought and sold in the temple. Oh my God. And overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. Jesus had just got done experiencing a pastoral anniversary. Mm. Jesus had just got done celebrating a ministerial appreciation. And after he got done hearing the praises of the people, after he got done receiving the worship, he went into the temple after they said, save us, save us now, save us now, we pray. He went up into the temple and he went cleansing. No, 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 no. He he didn't he didn't bless the people that were uh he didn't he didn't he didn't bless the people that were naked and that had cut down palm branches. He didn't go and say, Well, you get a house, you get a house, you get a house, you get a car, you get your your, your bills paid, you're gonna be a millionaire because you gave me praise. No, Jesus didn't do that. Jesus didn't stop prophesying riches and materialistic stuff. When Jesus received the praise and the worship of the people, which was an intercessory, uh, which was intercession that said, save us, save us now we pray. After he received the praise, Jesus went into the temple and he started cleansing the temple. That ought to be the goal of the believer. Every time, especially in a corporate setting, when we are worshiping God, when we are praising God, the first thing we ought to want him to do is not bless us because we want some money, but cleanse us and cleanse the place where we are. He began to cleanse the temple. He says, I, I, I thank y'all for what you said. I'm paraphrasing. Thank you for what you gave of your recognition that I am the one that comes in the name of the Lord. I appreciate that. But now I got to go into the temple of God and I've got to set some things in order. He never was bribed or manipulated through the praise of the people that he still did not understand the objective and the will of the father, which was to purify the temple that had been transformed into something it should have never been to begin with. He was not bribed by the praise that he did not go forth into the temple of God and begin to rebuke, overturn, and eradicate what had been established that was out of order in God's temple. Mm. So he received praise, then he went into the temple of God, he cleansed and drove out and drove out all those who bought and sold in the temple. Overturned the tables of the money changers and seats of those who sold us. Some people would look at that and be like, well, Jesus was just so ungrateful. We done stripped our clothes off. We done put in work and cut down palm branches. And he's not even appreciative of nothing. He done went in here and he done wrecked house. Huh. How, how does that show forth an appreciation to what we just did? 
to how we just sang, how we just praised him and acknowledged him for who he is. Again, your acknowledgement, our acknowledgement of who he is will never bribe him for bribe him to cause him to change who he is. Us acknowledging who he is will not bribe him to change who he is. He still go operate who he is. So number one thing he did is he cleansed it. Why did he cleanse it? Because of what was taking place. Number two, he prepared it. Look at this. Number three, he declared and he said to them, it is written, my house shall be a called a house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. So Jesus' response to praise the Messiah's response to worship was that he cleansed the temple, but then he prepared it. But before he prepared it, he declared, or he prepared it. His cleansing the temple prepared it. What did it prepare him for, Apostle? Stay with me. Number three, he declared, "My this, my you have made uh, this a house, uh, a den of thieves, but this shall be called a house of prayer." Then what happened in verse number fourteen? Healing. What took place? Then the then 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 then. then, then the blind and the lame came to him in the very temple that he got done cleansing and preparing. Then the lame, the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Jesus' response to praise, the Messiah's response to worship was, I'm cleansing. I'm preparing. I'm making it known what this place should be, a house of prayer and not a den of thieves. And now I'm healing those that were obstructed, that could not come in otherwise to receive from me what they could not get before the praise, what they could not get before the cleansing, what they could not get before the preparing and what they could not get before the declaring, now healing can come forth because now all things have been set in order. But this all happened because this was a response to praise. This was the Messiah's response to worship. That's how it happened. If, if if the people would not have been if the people would not have been declaring look at this again if they would not have been declaring save now save us now we pray had they not been declaring salvation save us and save us now we pray then it would not have been Jesus would not have responded to their praise or to their declaration or to their intercession by going in cleansing the temple preparing the temple declaring what the temple is and what it should be and how it should operate and then allowing those who had not come in beforehand or otherwise the opportunity to come in and be saved to be delivered to be healed in a place that was just now prepared and cleansed based upon the people outside of the temple before he got to the temple shouting singing and saying Hosanna Hosanna save now Save us now, we pray. Blessed is he that comes in the name of the Lord. What are you trying to say, Apostle? What I'm trying to say is this. When, the, the, when you want the right response, the, resp the right response of Jesus, when you do it right, when you do it right, the right response of Jesus is he's going to come in 
and he's going to set some things in order. The right response when you are de declaring on this Palm Sunday, Hosanna, Hosanna, save now, save us now, we pray. The right response or Jesus' response is he's going to cleanse some things. Jesus' Jesus's response is he's going to prepare some things. He's going to prepare. He's going to declare and he's going to heal. Because the response of Jesus in this text on Palm Sunday was cleansing, preparing, declaring, and healing. Then, verse number 14 again, then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. Now let's not get it twisted. Not only is it, it, it the response of Jesus when there is a praise and worship to come into an external place to come in and to cleanse it, prepare it, declare it, and heal it. Also, most of all, when we are declaring, when we ourselves, our own, uh, we who praise and worship to an audience of one, when this happens, we can expect within these temples, come on somebody, for him to cleanse it, we can expect in these temples for him to prepare it and we can expect in these temples for him to declare that this is my temple, my tabernacle. Do you not know that you are the temple of the living God? Uh, that, do you not know that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost which you have of God and you are not your own? And then when that happens, when he cleanses us, because of his response to our praise and to our worship. When he prepares us due to the response to our praise and our worship. And when he declares in us who we are as vessels of honor. Sanctified meat for the master's use. Then he's able. Here it is. He, then he's able to bring the lame and the blind. Those who need the salvation. Those who need the healing. Those who need an experience and an expression of the love of God in their lives. He can bring them to the temple. But look at this. The Bible didn't say that they just came to the temple. Hear this. They said, the text says that they came to him in the temple. So when he has cleansed us, prepared us, declared in us, and has made room within us for the glory of God to be residential since we're glory carriers, then those who are blind and those who are lame and those who are sick and those who are depressed, those who are suicidal, those who uh, need the authentic ministry of the Holy Spirit can come to the Jesus in us and receive what's needed. Why? Because of Jesus responding, the Messiah responding to the praise and to the worship that has come out of the mouth of those who acknowledge him and recognize him for who he is. Whew. Read again sometime this week. Matthew 21 through 21, 1 through 14, and recognize that number one, you move from being a palm branch cutter, move from stripping yourself naked and laying your clothes and the palms on the ground to now being a transporter, now being a carrier and an ushering in of the King of Glory. He responds to your Hosanna, which is again, Save now or save us, we pray. He responds to that by 
cleansing, preparing, declaring, and healing, not just the outside, but the inside, so that they can come to him, those who are without. Then the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. How Jesus responds to praise, how the Messiah responds to worship. He didn't, he didn't prophesy everybody that was there that was going to get a car. He didn't prophesy everybody was going to get a house. He didn't prophesy a 32, a 72, 48, or 24-hour turnaround. But what he did was is he, he cleansed, he prepared, he declared, and he healed. In other words, he responded to their save us now, to saving those that needed salvation. So his response was his whole mission, Luke chapter 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which is lost. So Lord, as we lift up Hosanna in this season, as we give praises to you, as we worship you, you've shown us in Matthew 21, 1 through 14, you've shown us your response of what you do and what you did, how you not only cleanse the temple, but we're believing not only for the external temple, which is known as the church, but us, we, the temples of the living God, the temples of the Holy Ghost. Cleanse us, prepare us, declare within us our purpose as glory carriers and bring those who are needing healing, who are needing deliverance, who are needing wholeness, those who are needing their eyes open. Bring them to the Jesus. Bring them to the glory, yes. That is within us, the glory that we're carrying. That they will not be the same as they came. Because they're coming to Jesus. And anything that comes and anyone that comes into your presence is not permitted to remain the same as they came. And we thank you for this lesson. It was a lot you gave us. It was a lot to digest. And I, I know that we all didn't just get it in just one sitting. But thank you for the replay. And thank you for the word as we go back in Matthew 21 again, 1 through 14, that will speak and that will give even more. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that will bring back to our remembrance all things that you've said unto us and all things that you're teaching. Thank you for the anointing to teach us, the Holy Spirit to remind us. And thank you for the Holy Spirit empowering us to walk therein. It is in the name of Jesus we pray. Father, we bless you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Y'all, Hosanna, save us now, save us now, we pray. Get ready, because you as a glory carrier, God is bringing people your way to meet him so that they can have an authentic expression and encounter with the Messiah, with the Christ with the one that was sent in Jesus' name. I love you to life, y'all. I love you to truth. Be blessed. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior? Jesus said in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If any hear my voice and open the door, I will come into their house and eat with them, and they will eat with me. You may ask, how do I accept this invitation to salvation? We are so glad that you've asked this life-changing question. 
The Bible gives us the ABCs of salvation. A. To all who receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. John chapter 1 verse 12. First, admit you are a sinner. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 and verse 23 says, There is no one righteous, not even one for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Next, ask God's forgiveness. Romans chapter 10 verse 13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. B. Believe in Jesus, put your trust in him, as your only hope of salvation. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16. C. Confess that Jesus is your Lord. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. Pray this prayer with us today. Dear God, I know that I am a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins and raised him from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and into my life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you for accepting me just as I am, and accepting me right where I am. Thank you for your unfailing love and for the ultimate price your son Jesus paid, through the giving of his life and the shedding of his blood. Today I accept your salvation and your redemption in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. Did you pray the prayer of salvation with us today? If so, welcome to the family. Thank you for tuning in. Our prayer is that this ministry enhances, enriches, and establishes you in present truth. Consider becoming a global partner. Or consider becoming a local partner with the City of Truth International, G.S. Jackson Ministries, today.